<laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Angus Hout, and we are back with a slice of beef. I don't have a guest today. It's just me. Uh, that's totally fine, because I'm just going to talk about my first term here in, uh, in college and how great that's been. Before we get going here, uh, I'd like to give a small shout out to Stony Creaser. I've been calling him Eric, uh, but his stage name is Stony Creaser. Um, he's performing this Friday at Powder King Ski Resort out in Mackenzie, British Columbia. If you happen to be out there, please go check him out. Fabulous, fabulous performer. 10 out of 10, I would recommend you guys go check him out. Um, and if you can't check him out live, check him out on YouTube, uh, Stony Creaser as well. Uh, again, can't say enough about how much I enjoy listening to his couple of songs that he's got there. Um, and also I gotta give a shout out to Grandma Bear's Home Baking for providing some delicious snacks, um, some butter tarts, some cinnamon buns. I know that they have lots ready to go for you on Saturdays at the Old Strathcona Farmer's Market. Open 8 to 3, aisle 7. Go check out Grandma Bear's. I promise you won't be disappointed by the butter tarts because they're the best butter tarts in this whole planet. Um, going on to me now. Um, so yeah, you can probably tell my voice is a little bit different. Uh, for one, I've been trying to work on my stage voice, um, my, my mic voice, which is a little quieter than normal, uh, which kind of might run me out of business. It might not, but it's nicer to talk this way. Um, and you know, the classic little bit of, uh, winter blues, uh, just some events have taken place in the last couple of weeks where it's just like. Whew. feel like I got a big old weight on my chest, but I'll get to that later on. Um, but yeah, no, I let's let's start back. Uh, so I started school November fifth here in Winnipeg. I moved from Edmonton to Winnipeg for this schooling, um, and I got started with a really good group of people. Uh, there was, I believe, eight of us to start, and there when we're all here, um, or eight new eight new additions to this class. Uh, there's 15 of us all together, seven of which who were um, brand new, or who weren't brand new. Eight of us were brand new. Seven of us, seven of the folks were not brand new. Um, since then, we've had our couple people leave from from class uh, so they can go pursue what they need to do. We're kind of one of those classes that just keeps jumping through and uh, making things happen. And it's actually kind of cool to see that all happen and take place. Um, so I know one of my friends out here, she did episode two with me and yeah, she's, uh, starting to do some video production here in Winnipeg for a podcaster. Uh, I haven't talked to her yet, but I'm going to find out how she's doing. Her name's Alyssa. Um, I think, I don't think she's got a YouTube, which is too unfortunate because she's very talented at what she does. I genuinely enjoyed working with her. Um, and then the other girl, I'm not too sure what happened to her, but those are the two people who graduated before we had the chance to fully graduate, uh, before I before I finished, so they they finished their first term or their third term, as I finished my first. Uh, so the first little bit was learning how to properly spell, learning how to use grammar properly, learning all of this stuff. So I just like it was a lot. It was a lot to learn. I remember stress. I've never been a good speller. If anyone knows me, it's amazing that I've managed to get through this far of my life with spelling because I'm terrible. Um, I failed all but two spelling tests. So that was cool. Um, the one spelling test I did really well on, but I failed that. But that's okay, because everything else I did in that, uh, every writing assignment, crushed it. Every time we had to speak in front of everyone, crushed it. It just, everything went really well, and I genuinely enjoyed that first month. Um, so... Before I got out here, I was laid off by my com by the company I was working for. I, I asked them to lay me off just so I could uh, collect EI, or so I thought. But I can't because I'm in school, and the government's just like, yeah, no, we're not going to hire you since you're uh, in school for only four hours a day, and, you know, da, 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 da. we're the government, so no. So I, I waited one week after I got let go to officially apply for EI and then another week goes by and they call me like yeah no sorry and so I was like oh dang it tiny Chinese guy that's on the phone with me I'm so sorry that I like I, I didn't lose my mind on him I was just like I'll keep this peaceful it's not his fault that I got denied it's my fault for you know 
thinking I could beat the system, I was wrong. So I spent most of November and December kind of stressing about work. And it wasn't awesome. I was like, I don't have a job. Everything's a mess. Um, Fortunately, I happen to have really good friends who can help me get a job. So I got an initial job um, working for a sport, amateur sports and television company who I'll tell you guys more about later on because they're so fantastic. I love working for these guys. So I get to call junior hockey games. Uh, Soon enough, I'll be calling junior lacrosse. I'll be helping with the summer games, and I'll be doing two TV shows, one about uh, amateur lacrosse in Manitoba and one about where are they now. So what's happened to guys who played AAA hockey here in Manitoba and how uh, how far did they get, which I'm really, really excited about. Um, My boss believes in me full-heartedly. This guy is such such an amazing person. And it's really cool that somebody legitimately believes in my future. He's excited that I'm going to move and that I'm going to potentially just help him out. And I really do. This uh, guy I'm working for, his name is Glenn, and he's such a kind person. I love working for Glenn. Uh, Just an old, ragged, well, not ragged. That's the wrong term. He's just an old, gritty guy. He just gives you the ways, gives you everything the way it is. Um, He's listened to a couple of my interviews. He's just like... Well, they're getting better, but they're not awesome. My sports interviews suck a lot, but that's okay. I'm getting better. Um, I'll have to post some of them later on, especially like down the road when I am actually really good at what I do. I'm really excited to be really good at what I do too, because I just, I genuinely believe in myself and I believe how far I'm going to go. And I'm, oh man, I'm just excited for my future. Um, but yeah. That being said, uh, so I got, that was my first job. And then my second job, I had to turn down, unfortunately, here because it just wasn't going to work with this new job that I have. But I was working for Chorus Entertainment Group um, as a street team member, um, which would have been a sweet job. But unfortunately, I just, I got through all the paperwork and all that. And then I got a full-time job. And I was just like, I can't juggle it all. It's just not going to work. <gasps> Weep. It sucked. I, I was really excited about that job. So, but you know, that's life. Unfortunately, sometimes you have to pay bills rather than live your dream, but that's okay. I'm still pretty happy with what I'm doing. Um, as I move on, uh, yeah. So, and then I got, um, right after Chris, uh, right before Christmas, uh, my ex's dad contacted me and he's a pretty blunt guy. I like him a lot. He's really honest he's really open about a lot of things and he is oh he's like is this angus what he shot me a text yeah it's still me randy well i didn't like everything about you but i liked you a lot and i miss you you're a good kid and to hear that from a guy who doesn't like a lot of people makes makes you feel pretty good um and from a guy who is your ex's dad it really makes you feel good um, so he's just like, when you come home after Christmas, because I went home for Christmas, um, let me know and let's grab dinner and a couple of drinks. Or you can come out to my cabin. Unfortunately, I was working that weekend and I couldn't go out to the cabin, but I was able to um, go for dinner and drinks with Randy. And honestly, it was two and a half hours. I didn't even feel like it was two and a half hours. It felt like only like 40 minutes. Had dinner. He gave me half of his dinner anyways. He's like, can't finish it, and you look like you're a hungry kid. Being a hungry hungry kid in college, yeah, you're going to eat everything on your plate and then whatever else is tossed to you. It was awesome. Um, but he's like, give me your resume, and I'll try to help you out. We'll, we'll try to make sure that you're working. And, yeah, he got me a job. Within a week, I was was able to start working. And it was it's it's cool. Uh, so I work for this place called Jade Transport. Uh, hopefully, I'm giving them a good light here. Um, and if they're mad, then I'll I'll erase it. I'll just say I'm working for a trucking company, um, and I'm washing semi trucks. So it's not glamorous work, but it pays the bills for right now. I like my boss. I like everything I do about it. Um, and no one can really stop me right now. I'm just I'm feeling pretty good about myself. Um, I'm working again. I've Full-time school and 
pretty much full-time work, working 32 to 40 hours a week, kind of depending on the week, plus a side job, plus trying to keep up a, uh, a social life. I can't complain. My life is going good. Thank you. I'm really glad you all enjoyed that. <laughs> um, so yeah, so the second bit of my semester of my um, term here, uh, we got to do uh, journalism, uh, investigative r- journalism, and a couple other versions of journalism. Just write writing um, news stories and this kind of stuff. It's a lot of fun. Uh, anyone that thinks that they can, they only just have to share things on Facebook. You don't really just go write your own article, uh, make opinion pieces. Uh, write about what's true, what you feel in your heart. I strongly recommend that. Um, there's a lot of people on my Facebook who just post things. And I don't think they read it all the way through. I think they read the headlines. I think sometimes they just read half the article, which is fine. But I think there's a lot of talented people out there who genuinely need to share their opinion rather than sharing the opinion of someone else. Um, and I need to talk to those people as well. That's kind of on me. But there's some of those people who just have beautiful hearts, and I don't agree with them or what they share all the time. It's a, they want to keep people informed. Those people, I think they need to chase their dreams. I think they need to go for it. I think they need to wake up this nation of sleepyheads and that they need to fight for everything that's going on in this country and even around the world. Um, but yet they just kind of post on social media and won't have anything really to say if I make a comment. And I'm not trying to be like, hey, you're stupid for posting that. I like, I genuinely want to have a conversation with someone and say, hey, I don't necessarily agree, but I think this is a valid point from my perspective. What do you think? Can we have a conversation? I never really get those conversations. Always kind of bums me out because I really want to have a conversation where it's not you said, they said. It's like, hey, I have found these facts. Can we have a conversation? And I really, I really want people to change my point of view. Um, I'd love to admit that I'm wrong. I'd really love to admit that it's like, oh, man, I believed incorrectly all my life. Um, I got schooled there the other day in school <laughs> of, uh, about Louis, uh, Louis Riel. Um, so, you know, I grew up thinking he was a traitor. And I've done a little bit more research, and the guy's actually pretty badass. Um, but in Manitoba, they celebrate Louis Riel Day. Totally fine. I love it. I love that they're passionate about the guy who created their province. Um, the rest of Canada kind of assumes he's a traitor, which isn't okay. Yeah, he killed a dude, but whatever. Um, but it was explained to me in a really beautiful way by um, one of our, one of my favorite people in my class. His name's Joseph Foray. The guy is amazing. He's 56 years old, and he he's beaten a drug habit. He's just a trooper. He he's had a couple rough days, and you can always see. But he shows up. I, he's missed one day this year, or since I've started, and he just shows up big smile on his face and he'll discuss anything with you and he's so passionate about everything he says but he never ever makes you feel bad about yourself he's corrected me several times and I really enjoy the fact that he's corrected me he's made me change my point of view not by forcing it but and not belittling me but he's just like hey this is actually what it's about and it just makes me so happy that he's not mean about it that he's just so humble that he's willing to teach rather than belittle. Um, I really hope this guy actually makes it decently far. I hope that he starts working for APTN up here in Canada or working for CBC. He's got a voice for it. He's got he's got the look for it too. It's a like I said, he's fifty six, he's a Metis. He's just I don't know, he's just and he's such a funny guy when he wants to be. Um, but one of the new students called him a bully today. And that broke my heart um, because he's not a bully. Um, he's actually one of the kindest people I've ever met. Um, he assumed that I was a kid that was Silver Spoon, that I didn't have to work for anything, that my parents had paid for it. And as soon as he found out, he apologized to me. And, jeez, I'm tearing up. <laughs> Stupid tears. Um... Thanks, Joseph. <laughs> um, Jesus, so sorry. <laughs> I'm an emotional person right now. Uh, 
Don't trash talk Joseph. Man, please don't. Joseph is a legend in my books. It's like kind of a low-key dad for me out here right now. I look up to him so much. Um, and I also want the best for this guy because he's so, so cool. Um, geez, come on, tears. <laughs> oh, man, I'm so sorry, everyone. Um, but, yeah, it broke my heart that somebody who wasn't understanding him lashed out and said he was a bully. And that's just something I'm finding with people these days is instead of conversing, people are accusing. And it bothers me deep down inside that, you know, someone's getting called a bully, someone's getting called a psychopath, someone's called this, this, and that, rather than, hey, can we talk about this? Can we understand each other? Understanding goes so much further. And it's not making someone change their point of view necessarily, but it's making someone see that we have different points of view. And although you may never sway my opinion on everything, you can help me understand. And that's the one thing I really appreciate about some people. Um, the one thing I struggle with within the media is how, how skewed things are. Well, this is a left issue or this is a right issue. And it's not. It's, it's an everyone's issue. Um, and I think people are kind of having enough of this kind of crap. Uh, if you're looking at the BC pipeline that's going to go through um, a reserve up there, I, I, I would love to say their name. I can't because I don't speak Cree, <laughs> and I, I would butcher it. Um, but look up Northern BC pipeline going through reserve, and the, you'll get the full story. I think people are, are genuinely hurt about this. I know I am. Like, I'm not hurt necessarily, but I'm, I'm annoyed at the whole thing. Um, so the chiefs had the, the elected chiefs have made the decision and the hereditary chiefs who are bloodline chiefs uh, didn't have a say. And it's really frustrating for both sides because one side was heard and one side wasn't heard. And now an oil company who did everything legally is suffering or the government is suffering. And it doesn't help that the government is sending out police officers who are geared up to the nines in the middle of the night with a media blackout. So both sides look kind of stupid on this. And you can't blame both sides for being mad at each other. Uh, here in Winnipeg last night, there was a protest that went down Portage in Maine. Down Portage for sure. Maine? The one that goes east-west. I couldn't tell you. Um, but geez, is that ever frustrating? You, going down one of the busiest streets in Winnipeg arguably one of the busiest streets in Canada, just to get your point across. I get it. You are hurt. Um, your people are hurting. Your everything is hurting. But you have to make calls that are beneficial to people. Hand out a donut. Hand out a coffee. Hand out a friggin' candy cane, man. And then tell me about it. Tell me why this sucks for your people. Tell me why, rather than causing me an issue. Because if there's a little kid in an ambulance, or anyone in an ambulance for that matter, who's now delayed getting to the hospital because your protest is more important than them, it's just not okay. And I get it. Uh, numbers over, like, you know, bigger numbers matter. But every life is, you know, you have to think about this smart, you know. Please write to your MLAs. Please write to your MPs. Please just do things. I know that the native population has, not, not the population, but the, the reserves are different. And I understand that. I, I don't fully understand it, but I understand that it's different than colonialism. Um, and it's not fair that I'm being called a racist because I'm not necessarily standing up for these people. Um, I believe that pipelines are the safest form of transporting oil. And I understand that people who don't understand pipelines think that they're dirty and they're going to cause uh, issues and that's absolutely true they can do that but if we look at the train accidents anything like that it can those are equally if not more so dangerous to our environment um, if you happen to be in Alberta go driving out on highway 16 out towards uh, Hinton and Edson 
And then just look for any side road that's west of Edson. I'm sure you'll find a pipeline there. Uh, you'll find a cut line that's no bigger than the room I'm in. Well, it's probably bigger than the room I'm in. You'll find a cut line that's probably between 15 and 20 feet wide. So the same width of a, as a track hoe, enough to get a truck in and out. And you'll just find this cut line through the trees. And that's it. That's the only thing you will find. That's the only thing you'll see until you hit a service station. And those service stations will do their thing. They're a little shack, and they take up about 10 acres of land. I get it. That's a large chunk of land. Um, but, you know, if you want to drive your cars, if you want to have these luxuries that we have in the 21st century, then yes, that's what we need to do. Um, I'm not saying give up your oil, or not. don't give up your car. Don't give up your everything. We humans have become dependent on carbon dioxide, or carbon dioxide? Well, we're dependent on carbon dioxide too, but we're dependent on carbon. Our carbon footprints are about 45 kilograms a year? I really hope it's a year. But individually, it's 45 kilograms, which is a lot. Um, but it's okay, because we're just going to keep moving on. Uh, we, we need to find these sustainable things. Um, I know this doesn't have to do with anything, but this is just me kind of going on a tangent. But um, yeah, find the ways to reduce your carbon a little bit. But mm, number two, um, ooh, that's some McDonald's coffee right there. You know what? Do little things to actually help out our environment. But please don't make someone feel bad because you d they forgot their disposable bag. They forgot this or that. Um, yeah, we have to stop making each other feel bad because that's not how things are won. Common sense communication is how things are won. Um, yeah, and that's how people get hurt. That's how people walk away from causes like this. This is how people become apathetic. And that's what really hurts us as a as a species is apathy, I think. Um, it's just not good for us. We need to... I think every person wants the same thing. I think we want to have a healthy, happy Earth. I think we want everyone to be A-OK. -okay. I think people just want what they've worked for. I know I do. I know I've earned... I know I've had to work for just about everything in this life. Uh, there's been very few things that have just been simply given to me. Um, I've received a couple of gifts which have been very helpful, and I'm always appreciative of those. Anyone that's talked or helped me out when I was working at camp and I didn't have enough cash to get by, those people helped me out. I won't forget them. I might not have messaged them. I actually totally forgot to with one of them. But in my heart, they are golden. They are pure. They are exactly what I needed and that's all I can ask for is just sympathy and empathy and just I don't know like when I worked at camp I then I learned how to save my money and man I turned it around and I just I got by and I learned how to save off of $200 a week and now I'm back to making no money like $13 an hour but that's okay because I'm still ahead I've still got everything I need in this life. I've got my family. I've got my wonderful friends. I've got school. I've got a future to look forward to. Um, yeah. So I finished off my term with a, a 2.88 average. for. So for our school, that's about an 84% average. Uh, that's including those failing marks on my... Um, on my spelling so I feel pretty good about this I love speaking I love doing what I do I couldn't imagine it anything else I can't believe people would always tell me well if it doesn't work out well if it doesn't work out I have to make it work out I know even when I was thinking about this I told my dad 
do you think do you think I should just go back pipelining for six months in case I can't find a job? And he told me no. He told me no. Because he believes in me. And now I believe in me. I did my did my best bit today. Ever. I read through it and a bit is just something that you the 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 thing that people talk about on the radio. So what the disc jockeys are chatting about, that's a bit. And I got to write about sports. And of course I wrote about the Oilers. Is there anything better? There's not. And I did it without stopping. I did it without saying um or er or anything else. And my class believed in me. And they all just gave me a small round of applause because I was so on it. And I felt amazing. I picked up. I just... You just know when things are going right, it's going right. That was today. Um, I just, I'm not going to stop believing in myself. That's, that's all I can ask myself is, hey, do you believe in yourself? Yeah, absolutely, I believe in myself. Well, that's all I've done is I believed in me. Um, and I think that's what people need to do. They need to take the chances. And um, I took a huge chance. I took a $15,000 chance, if not more, on school. Because, because someone believed in me. That was my dad and my mom. I know my mom was disappointed that I moved. My sister's really hurt by the fact that I moved again. I miss her. miss my sister a lot. But... I don't know. I had a good conversation with her on Friday night. We talked for about an hour. And, man, my my sister's, like, one of my best friends. She really is. Um, I'm always elated to talk to her. I know her and I are talking about getting tattoos right now. And, yeah, we're going to get a Bart and Lisa Simpson tattoo for each other. I'm going to get myself a Lisa skull and she's getting a Bart Simpson skull. And oh boy, am I ever excited about that because man, you couldn't ask for anything better like with your sibling. She's been there for me so many times. My sister is a badass. She is. I like I, the amount of times she stood up for me. She weighs 90 pounds soaking wet. And she loves me with all her heart. Like, she would straight up stab a dude for me. Like, that's what I believe in my sister. Um, you can't... Yeah. Family is awesome. I know my grandparents pray for me every day. I know I get texts from them all the time. And I'm not bragging about my family. Like, my family's better than your family. But I honestly think my family's the best. We give each other enough space to live, but we also make sure we're all good. We're excited for each other. We believe in each other. We help each other. I just, I don't know where I'd be without these people. My aunts, my uncles, my cousins, all just such good people. And that's what we believe in each other is we believe in each other. We, we, we believe in the full family. Yeah, there's days where it's just like, of course you, you're mad at them, Um or annoyed at them. I don't think I've ever been pissed off. Like, I've been pissed off at one cousin. That's because he's being a, just stupid. But that's his choice. Um, the rest of my cousins, they're all such good people. All of my cousins are good people. Even the one I'm, I get mad at, great people. I love my cousins. I love everything about my family. I'm so lucky to have these people in my life. And then there's my friends, my friends who have stood by me through so much crap. I feel awful for them sometimes because they they deal with so much unnecessary crap because I happen to find myself in bad situations. Um, but my friend Adam, who I'm having on next week, I make fun of that poor bastard way too much, but he is one of the best people I know. He has taken me under his wing, and he's literally, I think he's four months older than me, five months older than me, and he's so wise. Like, I can't appreciate that man enough. You at church today? No, I didn't make it. 
Why not? Well, I went and did something stupid. Well, stop doing something stupid, Angus. Figure it out. Okay, sorry, Adam. I'll do better next time. You will. And if you're struggling to do something not stupid, if you're struggling to make a good decision, text me. Let me know. And I've done that several times. And I'll let them know. It's like, hey, I'm actually kind of struggling with this issue. Okay, let me pray for you. Like, could I ask for a better friend? Like, not at all. I couldn't. Adam is such a good person. If you ever get the chance to meet Adam, or even just follow him on Instagram, man, Adam McLean, just such a good dude. Why am I so emotional today? I've got more tears coming out. <laughs> um, yeah, like even last night, like um, my roommate and I are currently fighting. Some of it's my fault. Some of it is on him. Um, I'll talk about what I said. I, I owe him an apology for one thing. And I, I'll actually apologize to him in person. But um, I tweeted about some of the stuff he was doing. Um, so I had asked him not to do mushrooms at home and I asked him not ever to bring my ex-girlfriend over. They're friends, but I was just like, hey man, like just in my heart, you can't ever have her over even if I'm not there. It just feels weird. Uh, I know that I talked to her dad, but I was just like, I never go to her house. I've made that objectively clear. Like it just, this is the rules. And that's what I wanted to follow. So I followed those rules. Um, and he never really said anything about, like, things that he doesn't want me to do. Okay, fine. I guess I'm an all right roommate. Well, so last, so two Fridays ago, um, it was my thought that he was on magic mushrooms. I guess not. I don't know. Whatever. Um, he he had his friend over late at night. Fine, whatever. It's fine. And he's just bugging out. He's in the washroom. One of them are, is in the washroom throwing up and just being super loud about stuff. And it woke me up. Um, I was already kind of having like a... I had like my first week of work. I was already kind of stressed out. I was just like, I just need to sleep. And I didn't get to the sleep that I wanted. Um, because he woke me up. So I know screaming at someone that's drugged out is not a good time. Uh, that's how I got beat up in Australia. Um, even though that guy was on meth and this guy, my roommate, was on something else, but whatever. I don't think he would ever do meth. I hope not. I hope he's better than that. I think he is. But um, I made some tweets. I tweeted things that he was saying. I was kind of making a joke about it. So, whatever. Um, and then two days later, um, his new girlfriend comes over, and whatever. I'm not a huge fan of her. That's okay. You don't have to like everyone. But they come, they clean up. I had left some cinnamon buns over uh, on the counter overnight uh, in the morning. And they just kind of went missing. So in annoyedness, I was like, where the hell did my friggin' cinnamon buns go? Because he's, he's stolen food out of my room before. Uh, not a lot, but it was some cans of cranberry ginger ale. And I was just like, um, and I got, and that's when I came back home from Alberta at Christmas. And I was, I was genuinely pissed because, but you don't, you don't get those all the time. But he was stoned when I came home. So I couldn't even just be like, yo, what the hell? So he tried to make it up by just buying me a few things. Like, oh, no big deal. Like, but he kind of crossed that line where he went into my room when I was gone. You can't do that. It's kind of like the roommate code. You don't go into someone else's room unless you ask permission. You definitely don't take anything unless you ask permission. So fine. Um, so I had just assumed that he and his new girlfriend had taken my cinnamon buns. They put them in the oven. Like, who stores stuff in the oven? Come on. Whatever. So I didn't correct my tweet. I didn't follow through on that. That's on me. I shouldn't have tweeted about him being on drugs. 
again, something I shouldn't have done. I don't know if I should even talk about this on here, but I'm owning my mistake that I tweeted on there. It sucks. It did it, but whatever. So he finds his stuff and screenshots it, sends it to a bunch of my friends. Some stuff, other stuff, which I cannot, which I've heard about, but I haven't physically seen those messages, went out and he's just trying to make me look like a monster. And it sucks. I've already lost some friends because of it. Um, or people I thought were friends. Just some people that um, good people I thought I was tight with. It sucked. It hurts. Um, yeah, you, you kind of think that you're with people and you think nothing can break you up. But somebody gets mad over what I thought was nothing and really just goes for the throat for no reason other than revenge. Um, yeah, so like, so he'd left the house for several days out of anger, which is, you know, I should have talked to him, but he was messaging me at ridiculous times. And I just, I didn't want anything to do with it. I didn't want to react in anger. I wanted to react in peace and understanding. And that's all I wanted. I just wanted to react properly. I didn't want to freak out because I know who I turn into when I freak out. I know I'm loud. I know I'm aggressive. I know I can hurt people. Not physically, but emotionally, I can make people feel awful. And I didn't want to do that. That was the last thing I wanted to do. Um, but last night, he brought over like eight people into our house while he was gone, while he was, has been gone for the last several days. So he brings these people over, but he brings over my ex and her new boyfriend. And he just, well, I can talk shit about Angus now. I, I don't know why. I know what I said, went out to 45 people. That's it. And it, it was immature, absolutely. The fact that he's just kind of gone to my friends and said some stuff and then gone to bring my ex and her new boyfriend over plus a bunch of other people just kind of makes my home not feel awesome anymore. Um, he's kind of broken rules and trust and it just sucks. Like I was, I was pretty open with him about a lot of things and allegedly some of that stuff got out. And I don't know why. I don't know why people are shitty to each other. I don't know. Like I know, I know I haven't been a perfect roommate. I've done some stupid crap. Um, but I always go immediately go to him and was like, "Hey, I'm really sorry that I was incredibly loud last night." Or, "Hey, I, I'm sorry that this happened or this." Or, "I'm sorry that the house wasn't super clean. I should have taken better care of that." I try to be open about this kind of stuff because I need the world to know that I can, I have I'm like everyone I have uh, it's <laughs> it's ugly underneath the hood I have demons I have problems I can be a shitty person sometimes absolutely I can but I try to open up I really want people to know that it's like I'm not awesome all the time but I can be awesome a lot of the time as well you know I never really want to hurt people I never want to make people feel less than amazing sometimes I'll take things as a joke and maybe I'll take a joke too far and I'm I'm trying to learn how to be better about that it's hard um you know We've all been bullied. We've all have our trauma. We all have this or that. But it's, you know, you, you try to learn how to be better than that. You rise above it. That's your goal. That's my goal. Um, you know, I'm a 23-year-old guy. Who hasn't made a mistake at 23? I know tons of people who have. I know some people who are doing amazing, way better than I could be. Eh? That's okay. I'm learning. 
I'm really trying here. And that's all I want out of myself is to be better. Um, with the friends I've lost, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry I wasn't better. Um, anyone that I have that's still my friend that has dealt with my crap, thank you. And sorry for not being better. That's all I can say. Because I'm human. I'm dumb. I wish I could be better. Um, that's, I don't know. It's just something I've had to learn over the last couple of years where I just, I try to be better and then something goes south and then another thing goes south and then I react and then someone's hurt and then it just, it blows up. And just things don't ever work out like they should. And it sucks. It sucks that I've hurt people. It sucks that people are hurt by me. Like, I really want to be forgiving to people. Um, one of the people who used to be a really good friend of mine just won't be my friend anymore because she thinks I'm a creep. I don't know what I did. And that's the tough thing about these days is you can hear from people and they'll send you Snapchats and shit, but they won't give you the chance to explain yourself how you're trying to be better, how you're trying to change they'll just tell everyone else how shitty you can be and what's stopping them from that nothing they can only just tell you tell everyone what a shitty person you are and man is that ever hard it's hard to hear it. it's hard to see it but all I can do in my heart is accept that I've changed that um I look in the mirror, it looks like nothing's changed. But in my heart, I know I'm getting better. I know I'm fixing things. I know I'm fixing all the leaks, man. I'm sure if I could meet 18, 19, 20-year-old me, I'd love to give that guy a hug and be like, hey, you actually grew so much, but you're such an annoying little shit back then. And I'm going to do the same thing when I'm 27, when I'm 37, when I'm... 50, I'm going to look back at all these times. I'm going to say, hey, be better. And I'm going to be better. I'm going to be the best version of myself that I can currently be. And I really hope that's what people want. Sorry about the psychiatry. You guys are uh, the soundboard for that. Um, yeah, so what are the plans here? Um, so I currently... Uh, I'm going to be doing a radio or a TV show on amateur sport TV uh, for junior lacrosse here in the spring. I'm really excited about that. And then I'm meeting with my boss, Glenn, in the coming weeks about um, doing a Where Are They Now TV show, finding out where AAA players ended up, uh, whether they ended up owning a business, whether they went to go play in the show, whether they went to go play in Europe, where did they go? Um, and Glenn wants me to do that. Um, big shout out to Glenn and Amateur Sport TV. You guys got to see what they're doing. Um, yeah, you guys got to. Like, just 10 out of 10. Um, sometimes you'll hear me on there. Sometimes you won't. Um, I was supposed to do a game this weekend down in Pilot Mound, but unfortunately those games got canceled. Womp womp. But it's okay. Next time. Um but yeah, I've, I've finished one quarter of my schooling or one third, anywhere between one third and one quarter. It depends on when I get into my internship. But man, am I ever excited to do that. I'm excited to start. I'm excited to do anything I can. I'm excited to be a disc jockey. I'm excited to be a part-time podcaster. I'm excited to potentially be a mentor to someone down the line. Maybe even a program director. That's where my eyes are set. I'm here to win, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm really glad that you are all a part of this journey of a slice, a slice of beefs. A slice of beef. Whew, can't even get my name out. Um, you have no idea how excited I am. I talk to my teacher all the time. What can I do to be better? What can I do to be better? What's, what am I lacking? What do you think I can work on just a little bit more? 
She's probably annoyed by me, to be perfectly honest. But man, is Bev Edmondson such a good teacher. So patient, so good. I love Bev. So Bev, if you're listening to this, sorry that you went through a one-hour monologue of me. Well, 45 minutes so far. But I can talk so highly of you because you're so good at what you do. You're an excellent teacher. And that's all I could ask for out of anyone. It's being an excellent teacher. Um, and just so sassy, too. She's like a six, I think she's 60 years old. Conservative white woman. Just so funny. Like anytime I make a smart ass comment about Winnipeg and she'll just like look at me and give me something about Edmonton. Like, ah, you got me, Bev. I know today, uh, tomorrow we're writing a bit about uh, pop culture in Winnipeg. And I said, jokingly, do you guys know Burton Cummings is from uh, <laughs> Winnipeg? And she looks at me, Angus Stickout, do you know, <laughs> do you know where Connor McDavid plays? Is it Winnipeg? And she just looks at me. He's like, she is so fed up with half of my crap. I know last weekend, last week I joked she's, I don't know. I have a group chat with the boys from episode four, if you managed to listen to it before I took it down. But uh, we were talking about how to get better grades in this class. and like, yo, guys, we just got to take Bev out on a date. And the next day I jokingly said, hey, Bev, what can I do for a solid A? I was just like, or could I take you out for dinner for a solid A? And she like, looked at me. She's like, bribery doesn't work with me, Angus. Like, oh, how could you not love a woman like that? Just will immediately shut you down. Um, she's so cool. I, I really hope the rest of you get solid teachers like that, whether you're in university or high school or even just someone you work with, just so cheeky. And she gets fired up too. There's been a few days where I've said something smart ass about Edmonton being better. Um, and get don't get me wrong, I love Winnipeg. Winnipeg is amazing. Um, you can't complain about this city. Yeah, it gets a little chilly, but honestly, if I ever get the chance to work in Winnipeg, I would, and I would promote the hell out of this city. I would talk about how great this place is. And in fact, I would want to start a civil rival a civil rivalry with Edmonton to say, no, no, Edmonton might be great, but Winnipeg's better. And like that's just that's my mantra right now is, yeah, you might be great, but I'm gonna do better than you. I really don't care. Um, and I but I don't want to tear anyone down at the same time. So it, it's a interesting thing where it's like I can build everyone up. I want to build people up. Or I want to build good people up. I want to pe- build people up who put in the effort, who love themselves, who, you know, do what I ask. Like, don't, you know, don't have to, like, conform to what I do. But, like, if we have an understanding, like, hey, I'll do this if you do that. And, you know, I want to support those people who support me. Like Murdo, she wrote, shout out to that guy or Stony Creaser. Go check him out on YouTube. Both those guys. Murdo, she wrote, does fabulous a little bit edgy scripts for YouTube, and they're hilarious. Some of them are a little bit whack, but some of them are super good. Uh, Stony Creaser made the slice of beef theme. Like, I don't know. I'm excited about that. I want to build those guys up. I want to see those guys go far. I want to see Stony go become a sensation. I want to see him, you know, maybe he might not ever sell out Roger's Place, but... You know, I want to see him sell out the Starlight Room. Or I want to see that guy just achieve his dreams. Maybe make a kick-ass album and go from there. I want to see Murdo, she wrote, take off and have the 100 subs. I want to see my boy Bui or Brayden Wasco take off on YouTube. I want to see that guy succeed. Why? Because those guys work their asses off. They understand it. Those people I want to support, I want to love, I want to see them get to the top. But I want to get me to the top even higher. So I don't know. I want to be the best. I don't want to hurt anyone by wrecking them. And there are people I've hurt. Don't get me wrong. I have messed up huge. I've been a bad person. I am human. Sue me. Please don't. I don't have money to be sued. But I've been a bad person. I will own that every time. I hate that I have a sleeve of 
I've screwed this up. I've screwed up that friendship. I've screwed this up. I've hurt you. And to those people, I'm genuinely sorry. I'm sorry that I've made a crass comment. But I can't do anything if you don't come to me about it. And that's the thing, is people don't want to make things awkward. I'd rather deal with that awkward shit for a couple of moments than never talk to you again. You know why? Because I've put my heart into this. I've told a lot of people a lot of things where I'm just like, hey, like you have to understand, I'm not a good person all the time. I can be a great person. I also have flaws. But that's all I can ask is that you forgive me during my flaws because I will own them. And I would love to see you at your weakest, but I also want to see you at your highest. That's all I want for people. I just want people to be real. I don't want people to be dicks to each other and be like, oh, I'm just being real, man. No, no, that's not being real. That's being a dick. There's a difference. And that's one thing that I really struggle with is people being dicks to each other because they think that's being real. There's a difference between being honest and being real. Just, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I struggle with that because it's such a fine line. And I, I know I've, I've done wrong. That's all I can admit to. But I can also admit my golden moments too. I want to show off both the crap and the great. I want to make sure that people understand that I'm not a perfect human being. I'm a Christian and I'm a fuck up. There. If you guys want to know anything, that's what it is. That's who I am. Do I want to be better? Absolutely. That's why I have people like Adam around me. I have John, uh, John Jonker, who also supports me in those hard, hard times. Why? Because those are people I trust. Those are people I believe in because they have been in those rough situations and they've gotten out. I have been in those rough situations. I haven't gotten myself out of the clear. So here's my time is to ask them the hard questions. How can I be better? Can I text you if I'm struggling? Mentorship or accountability goes such a long ways. And those are people that you need in your life. I know that they have taken me such a long way. I know I'd be lost without my mentors. I know I'd be lost without my accountability partners. I'd be lost with a lot, without a lot of people. But yet these people have stood beside me during some crap. I haven't been an awesome person. But I'd, I'm not sad about it because I know it's made me into the person I am. I know I'm stronger because of those things. I wish I could avoid some of that crap. I really do. I really feel awful about some of the crap that I have said about my friends or have done to my friends or just not listen to my friends. Holy, you may are telling them I could be doing or the amount of and the, how much better I could be doing if I just listened to my friends. Whack. Super whack. But I didn't. That's, but that's the human condition, man. That's all it is, is the human condition. Is we, we screw up a lot. Um, yeah. Am I excited about how I'm going to be a sportscaster potentially? Absolutely. Am I excited that I can potentially be a disc jockey? Oh, you better believe your ass that I am excited. You better believe that I'm wanting to be the best in Canada. And if not, then I at least want to be the best in my province. But Canada is my goal. I want to look at myself and in the mirror and be like, hey, look at that award you won. Hey, you're pretty cool. Um, I also can't wait for myself to be a great father. I can't wait to be a great uncle. Not, not like a great uncle, but you know what I mean. Just... Not just cool alcoholic uncle who shows up and has a good time. I want to be the cool uncle who's just like, oh, yeah, no big deal. You want to go see Metallica tonight, even though they're like 80 years old? Yeah, no problem, tiny niece. Let's go check out Metallica, even though they're 80 years old. Um, oh, you want to actually meet Connor McDavid? Yeah, I can come. I can bring you into the dressing room and you can meet Connor. I want to do that kind of stuff for my friends and my family. People have supported me. Um, not because I've wronged them, but because 
I just want to help them see that all this time and effort that they put into me has paid off. I'd never want to forget them. I never want to forget Tom and Larissa for standing beside me, even though I went through a terrible breakup that in a crappy relationship that was so toxic that for a month I was just beyond depressed. And I never want to forget the times that I've been told, maybe don't get into this relationship. And then I get into those relationships and I didn't listen. But you know what I've done now? I've talked to them before I get into a relationship with a girl and they're telling me to hold back. I know Adam's doing the same thing. I know a lot of these people are looking out for me. Not because they want what's best for themselves, but because they want what's best for me. Because I'm a dumb human. (laughs) And I've seen the value that it has, that having smarter people above you helped out, especially people you can trust that aren't going to use stuff against you in the long run. Um, And because of that, I get to be an honorary uncle to uh, some friends' kids. Um, I I just dropped their names, uh, Tom and Larissa. I can't thank them enough for that kind of stuff. I love it. That kind of stuff makes me so happy that I might have been a complete screw-up at one point two years ago, but you trust me enough to be an uncle? Like, that's not just hand it out. That's, I've earned it. And I, I'm, I, I can't wait for their little girl and whatever their second child ends up being, but I can't wait for those kids to grow up and then be like, yo, you know who's friggin' awesome? Her Uncle Angus. I can't wait for that kind of stuff. I can't wait, you know, to have those moments. I can't wait for my sister to have a kid where I get to be an, a real uncle. I can't wait for all this stuff. You know, and I want to be in a healthy enough position where it's like, yeah, we're not worried about Angus. We're actually really happy where he's ended up. He's done everything he's wanted to do and done even better than we expected. (laughs) Yeah, it's, I don't know, when people believe in your dreams, it feels awesome. I know that some people haven't necessarily And I know some people just wanted me to go work, but who needs them? My dad believed in me. He was more mad that I went to Pipeline than than when I was in school. He believed in my dreams because he he knew the value of it. Because he knew I was miserable waking up at 5 a.m. every day, going to work a job I hate. He knew I hated drinking every night with the boys at work. He knew I, you know, I liked those guys. I loved those guys I worked with. But I hated the lifestyle even though the money was awesome I couldn't handle it but yet people believed in me people believed in everything that I did you know that when I told some of those guys I was pipelining with good you're getting out of here that's what we need it's guys to leave not because they're you know happy I was gone they're happy that I was gonna go do something I love and that's all I really wanted just people to be like yeah Maybe that is the best thing. Um, I don't know. Thanks for listening to a one-hour rant by me. Holy, that went everywhere. Um, yeah, if you pray, please pray for me just in the coming months. Um, if you just send good vibes out into the universe, if that's your thing, I'll take those good vibes. And if you just want me to succeed, please just shoot me a message. Tell me how I'm actually doing. Tell me if this is actually just trash or if this is actually getting better. Tell me what you think of the podcast. I really want to know. That's all I look forward to is I want to see how this is actually doing, how people perceive this. Um, Thanks again. This has been A Slice of Beef, sponsored by Grandma Bear's Home Baking. Opening song produced by Eric, or sorry, by Stony Creaser. Please go check him out on YouTube at Stony Creaser. He produces some good shit. Um, And everyone that's listened, thank you. I know this is episode 9 or 10 at this point, and you guys are amazing for listening to this. I know there's only like 12 of you who actually listen, 
But man, it makes me so happy that people listen to this, that people listen to my voice, that people believe in this. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love you all. Have yourself a great week. Tell someone that you love them. It sure makes their day. Um, peace and grace be with you. Have a good one. Best wishes.